Welcome to Snazzy Stories. Put some pepper in thy step and lend an ear to the terrific tales of the past. Welcome to Snazzy Stories. If you would like to keep the storytelling alive, please go to patreon.com slash snazzy stories and donate to my storytelling adventure. Also subscribe to Snazzy Stories podcast on iTunes, Spotify, many podcast apps, or go to snazzystories.com. Also, leave an awesome review. In 1929, the stock market crashed. The Great Depression hit and the American people were out of work. Herbert Hoover the president at the time, could not seem to help the nation recover from the loss of the economy. And in 1932, a new president was elected, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. He came into office while America was in the depths of the Depression. 16 million people were out of work, and 5 to 7 million of those people out of work were young men between the ages of 18 and 25. FDR began many new programs to help America rise. This was called the New Deal. As a part of the New Deal, a program called the Civilian Conservation Corps, or the CCC, was formed in 1933. This program was designed to give young men between the ages of 18 to 25 jobs so they could send money back to their families to help them survive and put money back into the economy. For many young men, the CCC saved them and their families from a life of homelessness. These men were paid $30 a month, which $25 was sent home to their families. Some even lied about their age to get into the program because they were desperate for some type of income. Beginning on May 4, 1933, the first Civilian Conservation Corps camp began in Utah and functioned in the state until 1942. And within that time, the CCC employed thousands of Utahns and thousands more from other states. Besides providing jobs to people in Utah, some young men began arriving from the eastern United States, such as Virginia, West Virginia, North Carolina, New York, Arkansas, Kentucky, Ohio, and Indiana. Utah was hit hard during the Depression years, and 36% of its people were unemployed. Therefore, Utah was happy to have this program in their state. There came to be 116 camps around the state in the 27 out of the 29 counties, but not all were open at the same time. Because there were so many available projects in Utah, the CCC was able to employ thousands of people. Utah had 30 to 35 camps working on projects at any given time. There were 16,872 junior enrollees from Utah in the program, 746 Native Americans, and 4,456 supervisors. An accumulation of 22,074 Utah men were given employment by the CCC, and 23,833 Americans from other states came to Utah to work on projects for this program. 24 camps were working on erosion control and building reservoirs. Six camps were working on irrigation projects. Eight camps were working on range reseeding. Seven camps were working with the National Park Service, mostly Zion and Bryce Canyon. Additional camps were working throughout the state on erosion control and state parks. The first CCC camp that was built was located in American Fork Canyon in May. 
But it wasn't until July that 75 more workers came to the camps to help train the untrained young men. These 75 were called Local Experienced Men, or LEMs. These men were hired because they had such skills as carpenters, farmers, lumbermen, miners, and handling of horses. These men would become the project leaders. The CCC workers helped improve Utah in many ways, in addition to the ones just mentioned, such as they built trails, phone lines, campground improvements, fences, bridges, cabins, roads, dams, dug out poisonous weeds, and worked on insect and rodent control. Fire brigades were also assembled. 5,500 men were trained to mobilize to fight forest fires. In September of 1933, a Logan newspaper wrote, quote, One of the most completely successful of all of the items on the New Deal program seems to be the forestry work of the Civilian Conservation Corps. So well is the project working out that a person is inclined to wonder if it might not be a good thing to make this forest army a permanent affair. All of this, of course, would be pretty expensive, but it might be money well spent. Certainly, the question deserves serious consideration. This forest army is too good an outfit to be discarded offhand. Unquote. Utahns' lives were improving not only financially, but also their everyday life had improved in their communities. There now was a bridge over the San Rafael River, campgrounds were built in Logan Canyon, and rodeo grounds in Tooele were built. The terracing to combat flooding in Willard and Bountiful were holding strong, and reservoirs and springs were also popping up in the Utah desert. A road to the community of Boulder was worked on from 1933 to 1941, but when they finished, that road could be accessed all year long, which before that community was isolated, depending on the weather. In October of 1933, a CCC camp was established in St. George, Utah. They worked mostly on building flood control structures on the Santa Clara River, including a dam on the Shivwitz Reservation. During the winter of 1936-37, to 37, in Vernal, Utah, the CCC crews worked around the clock for many days in 30 to 40 degrees below freezing to clear roads for school buses, mail carriers, and coal deliveries. These men also hauled feed to starving sheep on sleds 35 miles away, and they rescued a sick family who had not had a fire to keep them warm in this weather for 36 hours. In St. George, eight CCC relief workers traveled 52 miles in snow to help the cattle and sheep on the Arizona Strip who were owned by ranchers in St. George, Utah. These men had eight trucks and a tractor to battle the snowdrifts, but they arrived and kept the animals alive. Civilian Conservation Corps camps usually had a group who were trained in search and rescue, and during the winter of 1937, the people and animals on the Arizona Strip saw their heroics firsthand. The northern Utah camp struggled in the wintertime. A group in Willard Basin working on erosion control had to endure a snowstorm. Most of these men were from Arkansas, and they ended up with snow to up to their waist. They had to continually clean out their tents to keep them from collapsing. The United States government spent $52 million on this program in Utah. Most of the CCC workers spent 18 months working in this program. 
and this life was much better than anywhere else for them. They had a paying job, even though it was sometimes back-breaking work. They also had three meals a day, which was more than many could say during the Great Depression. Also, the CCC workers were given shoes to wear and clean clothing. And to many, these shoes that they acquired were the best shoes they had ever worn. In fact, a lot of these men didn't want to take them off at night. Many of these men, when they came to Utah, when they joined the CCC, had very little education. Of the 21 men from Virginia who came to Utah, only one could write his name. Some of them received education while they were working for the CCC. For instance, many of the 200 young men who were stationed in Leeds, Utah, had only an 8th grade education. However, a teacher named Silas Bushman became these workers' education advisor. These men were able to acquire more education and work to provide for their families. The discipline of these camps also helped these men become better at being trained soldiers. When the U.S. entered World War II in 1941, these men became potential soldiers. More than half of the men in the Utah camps would later serve in the military. Some of the men who originally came to be a part of the Civilian Conservation Corps ended up staying in Utah. Joseph Bernini was from New York. He married Grace Green from Utah. After returning from service in the United States Navy, he came home to raise his family in Utah. Raymond N. Giacoletti from Wyoming also stayed in Utah after working for the CCC and became the mayor of Heber City for 20 years. This program gave Utah more than 3.2 million planted trees and beginning work on many large dams and 309 small reservoirs were built by the Civilian Conservation Corps workers. A huge accomplishment for the CCC were terraces that they built along the hillsides of the Wasatch Front and diversion dams to prevent flooding. The terraces built by these workers became the standard for flood and erosion control throughout the mountains of Utah. Throughout the state, campgrounds were improved and ranger stations were built, and some are still used today. Washington County felt the presence of this program with 15 CCC camps set up in the southwestern part of the state. However, some camps may only have lasted for a year or two. Therefore, all 15 were not functioning at the same time. But many of the buildings were built to be temporary. However, in Leeds, Utah, they built more permanent administrative buildings, which are still standing today, and the only remnants of the CCC buildings still standing in Utah, for that matter. Oftentimes, some of the northern Utah CCC camps would close in the winter months and would send their workers to the southern camps. Zion National Park had a lot of work for the Civilian Conservation Corps boys to do. Kenneth Topham recalled working on building Zion National Park's Canyon Overlook Trail in the middle of the winter with a 60-pound jackhammer near a cliff with a 1,000-foot drop. He said of himself being a young 118-pound man, quote, I don't know how come I did that, because I wasn't very brave. There was about three or four of us hanging over that cliff, running these hammers and drilling blast holes to make this road around a straight-up cliff, but I don't know how. Unquote. The CCC enrollees who worked in southern Utah, and especially in the Zion camp, couldn't believe the beauty of the scenery. Paul Bernard said, Zion is, quote, 
the prettiest place I've ever seen. If they had a retirement out of here, like the army, I'd have never left. I'd just stay here for the duration. Unquote. Cloyd Barton was from Tropic, Utah, and he said of the men from the east who were stationed at the Hurricane and Leverican, Utah camps, quote, Oh, yes, they were astonished. I talked to some of them who had hardly seen the mountains, really. I will always remember those expressions that they made. Unquote. Even the men from northern Utah loved southern Utah. Lowell Brown from Logan said of Zion National Park in southern Utah, quote, It is the most fabulous place in the world. The first time that you go through it, and of course many times afterwards, it just awes you just to look at it. How in the world that this thing could have been formed in such a beautiful place and is still today, and it has been preserved, unquote. Within Zion National Park, many places were built by the CCC that are still used today, including the South Campground Amphitheater, the Canyon Overlook Trail, supporting bridges across the Virgin River at some of the trailheads, also, the parking lots at Court of the Patriarchs and Weeping Rock is given CCC work credit. The Civilian Conservation Corps benefited Utah in many ways. One which was financial, which was its original goal. $125,000 a month was brought into Utah's economy from the wages of those employed by the CCC. The businesses that were still up and running in Utah were helped out by government contracts for lumber, equipment, and food. When the CCC was disbanded in 1942, the Salt Lake Tribune wrote of the CCC program, quote, More than all else, it aided youth to get a new grip on destiny and obtain a saner outlook on the needs of the nation. The CCC may be dead, but the whole country is covered with lasting monuments to its timely service. Unquote. Sometimes when we look back in history, we don't always like the people who put programs in place, and we don't always like, especially if we're in opposite political parties, we don't like to see the good things that come out of it. But what should be recognized with the New Deal during the Great Depression and the programs in it, specifically the Civilian Conservation Corps, is that these were real people. And these people benefited from that program, whether we like the, all of the programs in the New Deal or not. The fact is, is that for so many different states, including the state of Utah, the CCC was a tremendous benefit. And we can still see, just as that newspaper said, we can still see the monuments of that program today within Utah and within many other states. And that needs to be recognized, that those people who worked on those projects, they had a lasting effect on the United States. Thank you for listening to Snazzy Stories. Come back again where everyone has a story.